With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This thing right here is for my people's in the streets. Yes, yes, today. Yes, yes, today. You know, as we start this show, this one might be. There is a pause throughout the stadium as this man sounds like he just coughed up a lung. Just looking around, the jumbotron shows and pans the cheerleaders, and as it goes down each cheerleader's face, each one breaks up into laughter, which at this particular time destroys half the stadium. The other half is still trying to figure out what the hell just happened. Does this guy need... Uh, CPR or something And then at that particular time I lost it <laughs> Devon Yes, yes, yes Today Phoenix is another place They got a great uh, training staff I mean they, they were able to breathe life back into Shaq And if you can do that you know, People talk a lot about their <laughs> training staff Yes, today you know, as we start this show, this one mic. All right, welcome to RSG One Mic. This is your boy D. Wilson is in the building. Hey, we got a morning edition. This is a special edition here of uh, One Mic. But as always, we want to tell you to go to re- uh, realsportsguys.com for everything uh, RSG. Um, you can look to our latest podcast by clicking on the podcast tab. Um, we are up in our game, and we are definitely up again our game this morning. Uh, it's a big way. I'm 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 in the shadows of the Capitol here in Madison, Wisconsin, not too far from Camp Randall, where we'll be seeing the Michigan Wolverines go up against the Wisconsin Badgers. It's already getting funky in here, y'all. And we're gonna talk about it. And yeah, for you people who are new to One Mic, uh, we will be talking about this game as part of the cipher uh, here in a few minutes. But before I get on going, I gotta bring my co-host son into the building. I gotta start with the youngin. You know, he went from an intern to now he kind of got his feet solid on the ground. So we're gonna bring him into the building. What's up, Darnell? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We feeling good, man. You can feel it, man. I was in the uh, we were in the team hotel last night. You know, the offensive coordinator Gaddis was walking through with his pimp move, looking like he was ready to go, like he was ready to call a play right then and there. You know, the the Badger fans are definitely out there uh, going on. So it's it's getting it's it's getting real here, in Madison. The only bad thing about it is the eleven o'clock start. So that's why we're doing this this podcast so early, but. I'm feeling good. I'm excited to to see what goes on here. All right. In so so you, so so what it's looking like? You saying Wisconsin trying to go on their own little revenge tour? That, that, that's what it feels like. It's gonna be it's gonna be <laughs> interesting. You know, we we uh, we'll get into that. Uh, you know, both these coaches need this. Now, I would argue that one coach needs it more than the other, but both of the coaches got fan bases who have high expectations around their season. So we we we'll get into that. Uh, before we get into the, to the to the sauce of this, I gotta go. I gotta go to the uh, 
to the, the to the to the big fella in the post, you know, the screen and roll. We go screen and roll. I just hit him. He just he just always put him to. I call him the Carl Malone of uh, of sports radio because he just delivering. Uh, what's up, my man Hank? How you doing? I'm doing good. It's good to talk to you, fellas. So early in the morning on a Saturday, you know, you got to know that's got to be much love to get up to talk a little bit of sports this early on a Saturday morning. You know, when we're supposed to be out here just, uh, <clears throat> you know, partying, having a good time on a Friday night, and then to get up and start talking sports, that's all right. So I'm glad to be here, to be able to to get this in with you guys this morning. And one of the things you understand, and, and, and uh, I was talking to, you know, Steve and Connie about this, you know, I, you know it's, it's from the family, the RSD family. When you when you grow up in cities like Madison and Michigan, you just, you wake up in the morning and walk outside, you just know when it's a special Saturday. You know oh, yeah. when it's on the of town. You see the blimp up in the sky. You hear that noise. You see planes with stuff. Like, it just, the, the morning just feels different. It ain't Illinois in town. It, it ain't no. Indiana. You just feel like it's different. Everybody a little anxious. People going out there to grab their paper. They, everybody sitting up there looking out, got their coffee on the porch. It's a little bit different on these Saturdays, don't you think? It, it absolutely is different on a Saturday. It's like it's each Saturday is its own little holiday. You plan your day around that game. You start on Monday, okay, planning your day around game day, okay, what you're going to do, what you got to get done, and and things got to get done. And when game day shows up, you guys already got your game day gear ready. You got your game day attire ready. And you let everybody know, family, friends, loved ones, even your pets, that uh, once kickoff starts, you're not to be disturbed. You're not to be talked to. You're not to have any questions asked. Anything will happen, I don't care, outside of death itself will happen after those after that clock turns all zeros. And then that's all all predicated upon whether or not you've got something to talk about directly after the game. Am I right? You know I am. <laughs> all right. So before we get to the game, you know, we, we uh for, for uh first time listeners, uh we have three segments to this particular podcast. Uh we have an open mic trying to talk about issues that's happening in the world of sports and then the ciphers our main topic and then We'll drop the mic, you know, when Hank closes us out with a few words. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna get into the open mic session. Um, I'm gonna start out this first segment of the open mic segment. Segment we're gonna call it the Ramsey Report. Jalen Ramsey asked for us to, asked to get out. Jaguars, a lot of stuff going on. He wants to get paid. Uh, they're not winning. Uh, you know, a lot of people are trying to compare uh, Jalen to AB. It's not even they're not even the two same things. And we'll get to AB in a minute. Um, but uh, let me start with you, Hank. Does Jalen have a case? They played well uh, Thursday night um, and, uh, and 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 and, and uh, uh, looks look like they uh, they handled a, a team uh, in the Titans who are a, no, a whole another story. You know, uh, we can talk about later. But does Jalen have a case about why he should be disgruntled with the Jacksonville Jaguars? I think all the players have a case, but, but what concerns me more than anything else is how they're going about doing it. Now, you wait till you get to the second and third game of the season. Now you're demanding a trade. You know, you we're, we're, in my opinion, you pretty much played out your leverage. So now if you don't play at this point, you know, it's like what are you using for leverage? You can say, well, you know, uh, you know, they, they, they're not going to win with you. Well, if you say they're not winning with you in the first place, then you, you, you don't have any leverage there. 
Okay, and then secondly, again, you know, when you're looking at the Jaguars, you know, when we, that's a team right now that's really, especially when you look at the state of the AFC South, that uh, could really uh, make, make some noise with, with everything that's going on, especially with the injuries and with the Colts being a 50-50 team and basically the same thing with the Texans. You're looking at the Jaguars with an opportunity and, and, and with uh, the mustache guarding them issue, you know, they, they're 2-1 right now. So does he have a case? Everybody's got a case when it comes down to trying to get a contract extension or anything else. But he sounds crazy. Okay, when they talk to him, you know, he 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 don't sound like he don't sound like a stable cat to me. You know, he said he did this, he did that, he did the other thing. But they but they paid him and they and they playing him. And like if he, to me it seemed like on Thursday, if you really wanted to make a statement, then you sit out and demand a trade. But he wanted to play. So I don't I don't know what I don't know what he's doing it, and, and it seems to me like it's just it's coming out the blue, and it's it's just confusing to me. Let me let me get your position on this, uh, Darnell, before I, I go into mine. All right, you know um, you guys know longtime RG members know um, Jalen Ramsey's my boy. That's one of my favorite players in the league, and um, and so first understand the situation. You got to understand that um, this isn't something that just started. He, he, um, Jalen Ramsey has had friction with the front office and um, the coaching staff for the, the last year or so, um, really culminating in the off season where the um, where the the GM, I think it was, the GM told him that um, straight up they're not going to extend him this year. So right. Um, I think somebody else got an extension, but he was going to get an extension as well when they told him they weren't going to do it. So he felt a, a, a type of way about that. And um, I think a big a big reason for the trade demand was that incident that happened with the coach last week. Um, I would, I really want to see what um, – I, I really need to hear what that coach said, what Doug Barone said to um, Jalen Ramsey because um, if you look at the – if you look at the video – and the body language of the teammates around them, he must have said something um, really out of pocket because you see number 25 and number 26 in the video, they um, they hopped up out their seat real quick and told the coach to get up out of there. And that just paints a picture of, first of all, what, what did he say? Second of all, what kind of, you know, what kind of pull does he have in the locker room? Like what, how do the players feel about um, Doug Marone? Is it just Jalen Ramsey? And another thing, Jalen Ramsey played. I think he played because he wanted to play for his brothers. He's really close to. Um, he's really close to AJ Bouye. I'm going to talk about him a little later. Um, uh, Leonard Fournette. He, they're really close. Um, so he trying to play. Um, he he doesn't want to really quit on them, but he's going to play until the trade happens. But um, like I said with AJ Bouye, though, I don't know if they should. Um, um, even if they do trade Jalen Ramsey, they have a very good, very solid corner in AJ Bouye. He is every bit as good as Jalen Ramsey. He just doesn't get the main recognition just so he doesn't talk as much as Jalen Ramsey does. But if you look at him, he played an excellent game on Thursday night. Um, so they have another piece there. But if I'm the Jaguars, I don't think I trade Jalen. I try. I, to, I was about to say, I, you know, not to cut you off, but just to uh, interject in here. 
if you're the Jaguars, why would you trade him? Why would you trade him now? I mean, I they see, like I said, they see the climate of that division. They can win that division. I wouldn't trade him. I would not trade him. I would try to um, try to mend that relationship and see where we can go forward from that. I might have to end up spending some money and and throwing some money at him so I can lock him up long term. But I want him on my football team. Like, I want to keep that um, the core of the team together because um. Really, the big problem with the Jacksonville Jaguars is their offensive line. If they can fix that offensive line, they really have a problem on their hands. They could be the next team that that pop and can um, be a playoff contender. But right now, if they can't, um, if they can't keep the quarterback clean, if they can't open up rush lanes for um, Leonard Fournette, the offense is is going to be um, off the field very fast, and that puts a lot of pressure on the defense. But if they, if they can fix that offensive line. They're right there, so I think you keep uh, you keep the roster intact and try to keep the locker room intact as well. And I, I think one of the criticisms, and we haven't talked about it, with, you know, Tom Coughlin and the role he plays in this, is that everybody's recognized that the Jaguars are one of the top defenses uh, in the league um, and had a very dominant defense. But every time these cats come up for a free agency, they hardly ever sign anybody, and they then they offer they offer. Uh, 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 was Brandon Leonard their their, uh, their their center a major deal after three years? So if you're gonna have if you're gonna have a pop, if you're gonna have this process and this policy about how you're doing it, but then you your defense is dominant, your offense is not doing, but you're gonna sign your center and you're not gonna get Jalen Ramsey. Which if you gotta think about it, either you gotta have a rush, you gotta have, to have a rush in, you gotta have a corner, you gotta have a left tackle, you gotta have a quarterback. Right, but you're gonna sign your center. So I think I think what Jalen sees is hypocrisy, and and it's this is not Coughlin's first issue with teams. You know, basically the defensive guys at the Giants saved it. They found a way out through the leadership team and everything else because he was having the same problem. And so, at what point does ownership have to come in and take control of this when it's clear you're making this stance, but you're gonna give your center. A, an extension after three years, but the, but the, and he might not be the best. He, he probably be like the best center in the league, but Jalen Ramsey is probably clearly the best corner in the league, and you can't pay him. He he's not gonna sit by and watch that. I think that's part of the issue here, that that they're not consistent, um, and they and they gave all that stuff. They gave Bortles money, so the defense did all that stuff. Who they give money? Bortles. So then when you start looking at that. Like what he, you should have took money from Bortles, right? So so how does so how does how does how does Ramsey reconcile that? And I don't see how he's in the wrong, and he's still coming out and playing for you uh, every day. That's part of the issue that that I look when I look at this situation. He's not a B. He ain't never he's talked. He's been he's doing his thing, but he's been a leader his position. He's a good teammate. He does everything else. He even showed up Thursday night to try to do his thing. But when you have this inconsistency and none of your marquee defensive players get signed, that's a problem. Well, that's the hard. Well, again, I, I understanding that, but the thing is, then at, at the way the, the the climate of the NFL is right now, you come out, you demand a trade. Okay, you come out demand a trade, and you talking about Tom Cloth Coughlin. Okay, and, and they and 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 they, they, let's say they pull a deal, they, they pull the trigger on that deal. Okay, let's just hypothetically say, okay, we're going to trade you. We're going to trade you to the Dolphins. How about that? <laughs> um, you've hurt your team. 
You've hurt your team. I guess that, and again, my, my, my issue is while you're seeing all this stuff, you know, the season starts. You could parlay your season, okay, into a contract or demand a trade at the end of the year. I, I, they, you, 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 you're playing both sides of the fence when you're saying, I demand a trade, but I'm going to play with my brothers because I'm close to everybody. Okay, because now if you if 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 you with your brothers, you're under contract for this year. You might as well try to get that big contract with somebody else if you already know what you're dealing with. Okay, but you get to the third year of the season, the third game of the season, there's a potential that that could that could fracture the, the locker room at this point. Is where I'm is where I'm coming from. I'm not saying that he's not wrong in, in his demands. It's when he chose to make them. Okay, and, and and what does that do with the team now that you're that you're you know into the season? Well, I think yeah, part of that, that would be yeah. they don't have guaranteed contracts, so their points of leverage are only when it's the the ball is live. You don't have guaranteed contracts. The structure, the, the the system creates these reactions because every other way that you're suggesting, they have leverage. There ain't no games being played, and you know it's because you don't have guaranteed contracts. This is the only time you can actually put their feet to the fire because none of these cats got guaranteed contracts. It's not so much guaranteed contract in the NFL, but you can but you can get guaranteed money. Okay. And so and the signing um, bonuses, bonuses are going to the quarterbacks. They ain't really going to everybody else. I mean they can go whoever they want to go to. Depending upon who your agent is and 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 what you, what he negotiates for you. Now the, the obviously the quarterbacks are the ones that are getting all the press. But, yeah. but for some of these contracts, you know, they've had to give some guaranteed money just to keep to get the players on the field. And I'm thinking if he's if he's doing that, again, there would I I, there, I just think there was a time to leverage that, you know, and even try to leverage it now. If you're asking to get out, you know, and you're dealing with somebody who is as uh, an authoritarian, if you will, for the lack of a better term, as a Tom Coughlin, who will make a move just 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 to show that that, that I'm the man in charge and hurt that football team, you know, yeah. Um then then you can't you can't come back and say it's disingenuous to say that I'm playing for my brothers. Then then which one is it? Because if you want the money you have to leverage that early in the year. I mean I, I that's just the way the NFL is set up. I'm not saying that he's wrong that they ask for his money. But that's just the way the the the, the, the uh, NFL PA um has 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 butchered it for their players that they have to do it that way. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's just about the money. I think it's just I think it's more about the relationship issue with the coach and yeah. what um I, I, I don't know what I think, it's front I think that relationship is great fractured. Yeah. I think it is. Well hey, we're gonna keep we'll keep an eye on this. We're gonna move on quickly. And this next one we're gonna take too long because he's crazy anyway right now. A B is out <laughs> in uh, we're gonna take a, 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 a we only gonna give him a couple of seconds. <laughs> So when you heard he was released, uh, uh, Hank, what was your thought? I'm not surprised because I thought he was going to get released once he got signed with New England. I felt like uh, he was going to do something crazy. What I didn't anticipate was the width and the depth and the breadth, if you will, of this issue with this sexual assault issue that 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 he's got that he just keeps on growing legs, keeps on growing arms. And the New England Patriots, like I said, that's the corporate America of the NFL. They weren't going to put up with it. And, and um, you know, they already are a Super Bowl contending team, with him or without him. So they didn't need him. He was just, you know, a little bit more candy in the dish. But when that candy is sour and nasty, 
you know, you get rid of it, okay, when everything else is sweet. And that's the problem with A.B. right now. And the thing is about it with this cat is that he's so immensely talented. But it, it, we've, we've, we've talked at length about, you know, the off-field issues, everything that's going on with this brother. Um, what, what, at, at what point does somebody step in and, 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 <laughs> and help him? You know, because how many, how many uh, contracts does he have to blow? How much guaranteed money? We just talked about guaranteed money with Jalen Ramsey. How much guaranteed money does he have to blow? You know, this doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's and, and it's 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 getting it's borderline disturbing because we really haven't heard from him. You know, he's, he's they they kind of kept him quiet outside of when he gets on Twitter and stuff and say some real bizarre stuff. But it, it becomes concerning when this keeps happening on and on again. It's it's not such a sideshow as it is now. Now it's becoming concerning, and the NFL got to step in somewhere on this. I would think, don't you? I, I feel it's funny because uh, I was having a conversation. It, 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 uh, my man C. Rush stepped away for a minute, but he he speculated, and I thought. There might be other things involved in his life, substance or something, causing these behaviors, because it's a rational behavior, and right. it could be. There's, there, we might find after we unpack this that there's something else going on behind the scenes. Whether it's, you know, I, I don't want to put this out here because I don't think he's he's been this way, but you got someone has to explain the irrational behaviors and the quick responses. And there could be some other things going on in his life that he might be involved in. I'm not speculating too much, but it just he he turns left too quick. He reacts right. Yeah, or there's some things that um, haven't been diagnosed about. But there's things that he just turns quickly on. That if you were put, if you had a hundred people, they're not all going to react that way. Two same situations. And we Listen, might find, I, 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 just, just to add on to that. Just, and just to add on to that, because when, like you said, when you see that quick turnaround, when you see that 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 his that his behavior is becoming self-destructive, that 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 is a distraction, and you're not talking about AB himself. It's his, it's 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 this it's this individual or whatever this is. Once he gets off the football field, they're saying he's a good teammate and all this other kind of stuff. But this other stuff keeps coming up, keeps coming up, keeps coming up, and you got to ask yourself. With a, with a player this talented, you know, what are they looking at? Are they just looking at what he can provide on the field, or are they looking at the rest of it? And and, and if it turns out, especially with the with the with the uh, character issues that the NFL has, that he's got something going on, that that's going to be a, a black eye. Because again, it, it it's just too much. It has dominated the news cycle in the NFL the whole first half of the year, all all preseason. You know, and and you figure that somebody's got to step in and say, "What's really going on with this young man?" Yeah, that's that, that's it. Hey, Darnell, I'm gonna let you chop in here before we go to the cipher. What are your thoughts, man? It's like what I said last week. I think there's a problem with Antonio Brown. Uh, like you said, I don't know if it's substance abuse or mental health issues or some early onset of CTE. Uh, I don't think I doubt it's CTE because. That's something that usually happens later later on in life, but um, there's something going on with him. But um, the but the issue that got him released from the from the New England Patriots that was um, stemming from the sexual uh, assault uh, allegations. So I don't know if that's anything new or just um. Yeah, yeah him sending a group, him, him sending a group people to investigate. 
<laughs> I mean, a group text asking everybody to investigate? I mean, who does that? I mean, right. we have group text messages now? I mean, you hit it right ahead. Oh, oh, go ahead. You say he sent the group text to the um. He sent a group text to the uh, second alleged uh, situation victim, I believe, with uh, uh, saying that it was false. I think he had his attorney on the text. Um, and a couple other people, you know, uh, said it was false. I mean, a group text. That's a new strategy. I mean, he he he. One thing I will say is he's created some new strategies I've never seen before in my life. So. You know, it, it's telling me that his Drew Rosenhaus doesn't have any control over him. His mama ain't got no control. Somebody ain't got no control over him. His cousin, his uncle Willie, ain't nobody. Nobody is telling this kid what he needs to do. And when you ain't got nobody who can tell you that, you do whatever you're gonna do. Thirty million dollars out the door. And the thing right. about it is, he got he got back in the game. Like New England set him up to make the money again. He still blew it. He couldn't he couldn't mess it up. So that tells me when you can't you can't stay away, as Stephen A. would say. From the weed or whatever it is, whatever it is that's causing you to to do things that nobody it, nobody in their life would get that many chances to make thirty million dollars in six months. Right. Who else would? You got to be right. that's the thing. in six months. You lose thirty million, they give you thirty million back. You lose thirty million, they give you thirty. Like nobody gets that kind of shot, like anything. But he got it. All right, we're gonna go into the cipher, buddy, because we'll get ready. We gotta get over here to the stadium. So we're about to hit this cipher. Call the cipher. All right. For the cipher, I'm going to bring my boy Mo Red in, uh, who will be in the stadium with me uh, here at Camp Red. What's up, Mo? I know you're on the road. You probably – what's going on down there? Hey, good morning, fellas. How's it going? Just uh, on my way up to Camp Red, checking you guys out on the, on the ride up. So here you guys break it down, chop it up. Uh, good to be a part of the show today. If you hear some noise in the background, let's see Russ putting the new Glarus in. He's trying to get a taste of Wisconsin with him uh, coming in. So we got we got stuff happening in the background because we get ready to go up for the show. Hey, this is it. You know, we got some great games around. We got we got Georgia, Notre Dame. We got great games going on around the country. But right now in the Midwest, it's the Badgers and the Wolverines right now. And it feels like it's big up in here. And, uh, and we're going to call this segment Who's Got Game because we could – we're going to find out today who's got game in this one. It's going to be ready to go. We're going to get fired. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to start out and we'll roundtable with you guys real quickly. Um, just on what you think are the keys to victory for both teams uh, today. And so I'll start with you, Hank. What, uh, what, what do you think – you know, we all know where you what draws you got on right now, probably what hats you got on. Uh, but what are <laughs> the keys to victory today? Well, teams? listen, um, you have to start with, you know, how do you contain uh, the best way you can contain um, uh, uh, Taylor? Okay, Jonathan Taylor is 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 a, is a uh, Heisman candidate. Okay, he's playing at home. Okay, so Michigan's defense is going to have to show up today. They're going to have to show up. They're going to have. They're not going to stop this young man, but they're going to have to be able to contain him. So, um, what's the best way they can do that? And the other key is what is Michigan's offense going to look like? Now, around here, we've been hearing all of this secretive stuff, you know, in this, in this bye week about, oh, we're going to be explosive. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And clearly, the last time we saw this offense was against Army, which did not endear any sort of confidence in any in any maze and blue faithful. 
So what's that going to look like? And 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 if it if it if it is speed and space, you know, if we see that, then this is going to be a very interesting game. Make no mistake about it, Jonathan Taylor is going to get his. Okay, that is a very dynamic back. Okay, uh, he's he got 100 yards last year in a blowout. So he's going to be a very integral part of this game. Okay, what Michigan does on the road, are they able to contain him enough and then generate some offense is what's going to be the keys to, to me in this game. Yeah, and, and, and Taylor's got 100 yards, I think, each of the time he played against Michigan, but he has not gotten into the end zone. And that reminds me of when uh, Ron Dane was here as a Heisman Trophy candidate. Michigan had a way of uh, bottling him up enough and doing what they need to do. And it seemed like they got that same type of approach they've had with Taylor where he's been able to move in between those 20s, but he hasn't found the pay dirt. So that's a, that's a great observation. Uh, Darnell, what, what are you feeling uh, in terms of some of the keys for both these teams? Keys to the game. Keys to the game the keys to every game. Line of scrimmage. Whoever wins right. the battle of the trenches is who's going to win the game. If, um, if the Michigan Wolverines can – get penetration early and um, stop Jonathan Taylor before he gets ahead of steam, they can win the football game. If they can do it on the other end, if they can run the football and get ahead of the six, they can win the football game. If they can't, it's going to be trouble for them. And another another key to the game is um, the quarterback play. Uh, is Shea Patterson is Shea Patterson going to play? I mean, is he, um, he got to show up. <laughs> you didn't have play. That's what we all hear around here. I, I got I got my brother Steven here. I don't know if they want him to chime in. And Connie, uh, they all we all that's the conversation. Then uh, is will, will will Shay show up? I saw his family, his parents in there. They look excited. Uh, we saw Gaddis Pippen through the through the uh, through the construction in the hotel. He looked excited. Oh, he looked like he was serious. But the players look serious. But is will Shay Patterson show up, or will they have to go to Dylan McCaffrey? That's a big. This is a, this is this is a uh, this is a defining game for Shea Patterson. Shea Patterson yeah. thought last year, you know, he 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 teeter tottered about going pro. So this this is a a, a career defining def, defining game for him. He's got to show up in this game. There's there's no ifs ands or buts about it. Okay, Michigan has gone out and changed their offense because they say that they got quarterbacks that are more suited to play in the spread. Okay, that's Dylan McCaffrey and that's Shea Patterson. Shea Patterson is a senior. Is in the second year. There's no more excuses for him. Okay, he's got to he's got to know his reads. He's got to know his checks. He's got to come out. He's got the ball. Okay, this offense is predicated around his strengths. So if he don't do it, all right, it, then then there's nothing else to talk about. There's nothing else to talk about. He comes out here and lay an egg. Then what he does is he really puts Michigan's football program, you know, in in a real sour situation because if he can't do it. As a fifth-year senior, and you bring in Dylan McCaffrey, who, quite frankly, you know, as much as anybody has been screaming for him, hasn't thrown the ball down the field. He's done some great running, and the offense has looked different. But by and large, he's not played a full ball game yet. So, you know, it remains to be seen. You know, they've clearly uh, looked at this young man all spring, all fall, and declared him to be the starter. He's got to bring it. And if he doesn't bring it, Michigan is in trouble for the entire season, period, flat out. And, and one of the things that we have been having a conversation here, uh, I, I think Connie made this remark uh, about this when we were talking about this last night, is there are sometimes we can get enamored with practice players. 
So, so Shay might look great. You know, might in practice. But then who who forms under the light? And I know that's your only evidence, but sometimes as a coach, you got to be a nuance a little about who 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 shines when the lights are on, and how can you get more evidence of that? And I think that's something that's got to be determined today. Hey, Mo, you're going to be high above Camp Randall Woodley. You have a chance to do it. You're the, you're the one closest to the Wisconsin border. You spent some time in college in Wisconsin. You, you've you seen all this. You've heard all the chatter with all of us. You gonna say, So what do you say are the keys to victory uh, as well? Well, I think you guys made some great points, and I'm going to agree also with the point about the quarterback play. So you talk about Ron Day, and he's going back for years and years. Wisconsin's always had the running game. And usually good defensive players, you know, like Watts and the Watt brothers and people like that throughout the years. But what Wisconsin has been able to really make a big push to, you know, make it the Big Ten and, and try to get higher up is when they have better quarterback play. And that's going to be the big question for me for a quarterback play for Wisconsin. I think, you know, Michigan's obviously going to be focused on the run game and trying to stop the run game. So if they can have some play action and get some plays down the field with the passing game, that's going to be a big key for Wisconsin. And for Michigan, you guys mentioned as well about Patterson, it's going to be turnovers. I mean, against Army and, you know, some of the games they've had already, He's been throwing picks early in the game and really putting uh, you know Michigan in the bad spot. So, as you guys mentioned before, if if he's not stepping up and able to, uh, you know, obviously drive the ball down the field and make some plays, but not turn the ball over as well, it's gonna be really key for him not throwing interceptions because with that Wisconsin running game, you know, they they keep you on the field longer. That's when they start wearing you down in the fourth quarter because get some big boys up front been leaning on you for three quarters, then that fourth quarter is when they start breaking up with those with the runs. So, I'm looking at those the quarterback plays both sides to really kind of tell this tell what's going to happen today for this game. But I got a question for the Michigan boys in the house there. What's what's going on? How you guys feel about your boy Harbaugh? You know, he's been there for four oh, years. Yeah. He'll be, he'll he be Ohio State out of his and all this kind of stuff. So I know you got Steve in the house. I want to know what, what's the feeling right now in, in the yeah, house. You might have about Harbaugh. Wrong I know you got the Harbaugh. But, you know, at some point, we're winning. You're going to have to result on the table. got to start coming to fourth here. <laughs> well, you know, you got the room all messed up. You know? That's right, baby. I'm going to wake you all up. Let's go. Welcome to the welcome to the piece of the RSD, the F2 system. We we get live up in here. It's getting funky up in here. Mo, Mo, I bet come. it is. I bet it is, too. Listen, I'm 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 gonna chime in right here because I I know they I know they they clowning out there in Madison, so you might get some anything. But listen, they got all if I can take pictures, they ready. Steve got. I know they ready. Y'all y'all better bring home a W too. That's all I got to say. Y'all out there, but listen, let me let me just say this about Harbaugh, okay? I know the Michigan faithful are frustrated, okay, and they're irritated. But Jimmy Harbaugh, in and of, in and of himself, in his in his four years here in Ann Arbor, has had uh, ten, I mean three, ten win seasons, okay, and one eight and five season where all of his players the year before had gone pro. He had eleven players go pro, and they're on, on rosters in the NFL. What people are upset with is that Jimmy Harbaugh is bearing the burdens of the failures of Michigan's past, okay. Uh, him standing alone, if, if you if you had him take his four years by themselves, okay, or uh, even right after the Lloyd Carr era, if you took out the Rich Rod and the Brady Hoke era, then he wouldn't be in the hot the, the hot water that he's in. He's in the hot water because he's bearing the burden of Brady Hoke. He's bearing the burden of Rich Rodriguez. He's bearing the last two years of 
of Lloyd Carr, where they, Michigan didn't win anything, okay? They didn't even compete for a long time, okay? They've been competing for championships now. They haven't won, but they have competed for three or four years that he's here. And, 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 um, and they get on the thing about Ohio State, and I have always been one to contend that Ohio State had a legend as a coach, okay? And, and, and we'll say what you want about Urban Meyer, but he is a coaching legend. And he just knew how to get his team ready. And Jimmy Harbaugh has come in, and he's had to turn his program completely around. Michigan was irrelevant when he got here, okay? And now they want him to be Jesus Christ and turn water into wine, when clearly it's not that easy, all right? But but they want to get rid of him and go back into the doldrums. When he hasn't done a bad job, he just hasn't he just hasn't finished. So, you know, my concern is when people say, oh, he got to go, he can't get it done. Then I go and look at programs like UCLA, who's got Chip Kelly. I go look at Tennessee. I go look at Florida State. And those programs are gone completely backward. Okay? So this is what I feel about Jimmy Harbaugh. If, if he's trying and, and clearly getting Gaddis in there as the offensive coordinator is a, is a break from him and his tradition, he's trying to do something different to get this team over the hump. I applaud that because you've never seen that from a Michigan coach. But you've got such a fickle fan base that they'll cut their nose off to spite their face and and uh, and go backwards to try to go forward. If they go backwards again, uh, Michigan may they may disappear. So that's that's my feeling on it. And and, and I want to say this on the Wisconsin side, Paul Chris lived a lot of that last year. You know, in the same way that Jimmy's living this year. Like, you know, Paul had all the injuries, had issues. He lived the same. Like, both these coaches, because, like, Paul is making up what happened with Anderson in transition. You know, what happened with Brett towards the end of his career. Like, everything you described, Wisconsin fans also forget the fact that there were years where you weren't winning nothing. And, and, right. and in a bad year, Paul gets you eight. So, both coaches, and, you know, Chris is not as visible as Harbaugh. But I always – I always told people, I said, if you ever had a son to send to play for two coaches, these are two coaches you want to go play for because they truly value education. I spent a lot of time with Paul Chris, and we know Jimmy values that totally. When you're talking about a true college experience at a high level, and both these institutions compete at a high level in multiple sports. You know, people talk a lot about the SEC. The SEC, on average, has 13 intercollegiate athletic sports for a reason. It's a system, so money can be put in a certain way. There's a system that they invest in certain sports. It's set up that way. When you look at places like Ohio State, that's why I give Ohio State all the credit. They got like 30-something. They got bowling teams, and they still have national programs. Michigan probably has like 23, 24. Wisconsin has like 23, 24. Like, they are totally investing across their programs. And so that's what's great to go watch a game like this and watch these two programs because their volleyball team is going to be top in the country. They track team is going to be, you know, right. they're gonna compete based, like they do it across the board in ways that UCLA does that, Stanford does that in ways that we don't appreciate sometimes because football gets all the limelight. Hey, we're going to end this segment. Mo, thank you for stirring this up. Well, who's got game? Who's going to be the guy game player of this? And before I do this, I say the key, my key, I got to say, it's going to come down. When you have great defenses like this, and I truly believe these are two top ten defenses. It's going to come down to which quarterback, Cohen or Shea, or it might, be, it might be Dylan, can make a play out of system. Because the defenses are going to take away your first and second thing you can do. It's going to come down to who can make that play when nothing goes right. Coach calls a play in, 
They see a formation. They see that the defense already got it. They can audible and get the, the team into the right play, or they scramble and get a play. It's going to come down to one of them two players making a play out of system. That's what we're going to see today. All right, we're going to start with who you think, which player you think going to have got game going to be the difference maker uh, today. Hey, let me start with the young end. We're going to start with the young end first, Darnell. We're going to end with Hank because Hank going to drop the mic. Uh, Darnell, who do you think is going to make who – who's got game today? Who's going who's gonna to make that play to make that difference? Jonathan Taylor. I, I'm looking for him to have a big day today. Uh, he had a decent – he had a decent game last year, even though the storm came. But, you know, uh, I'm looking for him to have a, back, a bounce back uh, performance and lead the Wisconsin Badgers to a victory on tonight, uh, on today at noon. So you got the Wisconsin Badgers with Darnell got Badgers going. All right, Maurice, who do you think got game? You know what? I'm going to go uh, – I'm actually going to go with the quarterback, Patterson, today. I think he's going to step up to the mic a little bit and uh, show, uh, you know, why they uh, have faith in him for this year. You know, he's a senior this year, and uh, I think that he realizes that, you know, it's kind of like you guys are saying, it's going to make or break for him right now. So, I think, you know, Michigan has got, you know, I think, you know, more talent all around than Wisconsin. So, I think he's going to step up today and uh, show uh, why he's uh, – but again, the talent that he has in terms of being a starting quarterback for Michigan here. All right, and I'm going and we're going to hang. Um, I, I got an A and A B, and I'm gonna go with the B first. Is uh, uh, is uh, uh, Cephas? I think Cephas gonna have his coming out party, but I think there's gonna be a person who have a bigger game than that, and his name gonna be Tariq Black. The one thing I say about the one thing I say about Michigan that people don't know is I think they got the best receiving record in the country that people don't know, and and huh? I think I think they got the best receiving core in the country that people don't know about. I don't think people, oh, people don't I, know about. Okay, okay. Yeah, don't know about. I was about and to say Alabama. The offense just hasn't operated at that level, and I think I think Tariq Black has a coming out party today in Camp Randall because you're gonna need that kind of player. Against this defense, you need a guy that you just can't. You just can't. Whenever you coach defensively, he just makes a play, and I think he has the ability to make those kind of plays, those Randy Moss type plays. And I think it's going to be that kind. Of, I think this is going to be a great game. It's going to be close. I think Michigan will get them at the end because at the end of the day, Harbaugh needs more than Chris. And I, you can, when you watch the team walk through the, uh, the, the the hotel, you can tell them kids ain't saying nothing. They quiet. <laughs> they about their business right now. They know what this means. And so uh, this is going to be a hard fought one. All right, Hank, we're going to have you. Who got game? And then you close out dropping the mic. Listen, you know, um, first of all, I know Steve over there losing his mind when he heard Dar- what Darnell had to say. So, you know, just just tell him to write it down so I can read it later. I know he like, oh, cousin, confuse him. But uh, <laughs> 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 I, I can hear it right now. Shout out to Gotti and Steve. You guys have much fun. But uh, I I, I got to tell you, who I think going to have a, a, a big game, uh, here, quitty, 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 quitty pay. Man, let me tell you something. I just feel like Cone, this is his first big game too, okay? And and no one has really talked about him as taking over the quarterback position for Wisconsin. And I, and, and I know that last year the Michigan defensive ends really made it hard on Hornybrook. And I look for quitty pay. To 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 continue that tradition, I think that with Jonathan Taylor getting so much, it, huh? 
I said Hornybrook still seeing ghosts. He's still seeing ghosts. You're absolutely right. And I think and Quiddy Pay, nobody's really paid him attention. But the thing is about Quiddy Pay was, you know, even when um, last year when um, Rashawn Gary went down, Quiddy Pay, Michigan's defense didn't miss a beat. Okay, and this young man is a freak. He is a freak, and I think that he's going to surprise some people. And and I think that Don Brown, this is this is an offense that he can really uh, scheme against. And I think you're going to see a lot of quitty play in the in the Wisconsin backfield. I look for Michigan to win this too. I think this game is a must win for them. I think just just to get them back on track. I think that the even though they won. They've got to get. They've got to get themselves some confidence because this is this is a year they think they can win it. They've got to show it today. You're not. They're not. The Big Ten is not going to be easy to go through. This is a game they got to win. So I look for that to happen. I look for Michigan to pull it off. Now, what I don't know uh, because it's beautiful here, but I heard that the weather could be a factor there, so that could really change some things. Um, uh, because they've been they've been predicting rain all day. What's the weather look like there, D? It's gonna be raining, man. It'll be raining. Okay. Is it raining now? Hard or just uh, I haven't been outside yet, but it's supposed to be raining on the not yet, but it's supposed to be raining by game time. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that's that's gonna that's gonna change up some things. But again, you as your boy said, Michigan got a lot of weapons. It depends on how they choose to use them or not use them. And and, and I think that if they if they come out and do what they're supposed to do, it's something Wisconsin's never seen before. Okay, but if they just line up and try to go at them head on, then this going to be a game that they lose. So, uh, you know, for me, obviously, it's go blue, and I'm looking for them to win this football game. All right. Y'all know it is. Kind of drop the mic. Go on and do your thing, Hank. Okay, listen. Uh, I'll, we, we've spent most of the time talking about college uh, – about college football, but I really want to go back to the NFL for a minute because I want to go back to the state of the NFL. I just want you all to think about this a minute. In this last week, we haven't talked about it at all, but in this last, in this, in this first four weeks of the season, uh, Andrew Luck has retired. Bill Roethlisberger is out for the season. Um, Drew Brees has a broken thumb. He's out for the first six six weeks. Okay, uh, we've had. Uh, numerous quarterbacks. We just found out that um, that um, the quarterback for the Giants, uh, Peyton's younger brother, Eli Manning, has now been benched. Okay, you're talking about some veteran quarterbacks now that's sitting down. You're talking about a new age of the quarterback in the NFL. We have spent so much time giving A. B. so much, Antonio Brown so much time that we forgot that the, that the season is going on. And we've got some veterans sitting down now that the league is probably changing. And then what I really want you to pay close attention to is tomorrow, Sunday, you've got the Ravens playing the Chiefs. On the surface, it may not mean nothing to you, especially if you're not a Chiefs fan or a Ravens fan. But you've got two dynamic young quarterbacks that's going to be going at each other with Lamar Jackson and, and, and the Midwest Showtime, Pat Mahomes. Okay. It is, it is a seismic shift in what we're seeing in the NFL, people, and we're not even talking about it, okay? We keep talking about spread offenses. We keep talking about this. But the day of the drop-back quarterback, can we say that it may be possibly coming to an end? When we watch that game tomorrow, we're going to see something that we've never seen before. First of all, we're going to see two young black quarterbacks that are running their teams, and they're doing them very well. They're going to be running up and down the field. They're going to be throwing the ball from angles we've never seen before. And we're going to see some talent galore on both sides. 
that you never thought you might hear that from a Ravens team that was used to the uh, drop back running the football, that sort of thing. But Lamar Jackson has now turned it into Louisville East. And we've already known what Pat Mahomes is doing with the Kansas City Chiefs. And then we're looking around last, and then this this past week, uh, the past Thursday, we saw Gardner Minshew, the mustache. And we know he ran spread uh, spread offense out of Mike Leach's uh, system right there in Washington State. Can we see a shift in the in the in the death of the drop back quarterback in the NFL? Think about what they got to come out. Look at what the talent pool is, folks. It's coming out of the that's coming out of college. You, you, Jimmy Harbaugh, you know the old stodgy one that we just got through talking about, okay? He had to change his offense. Why? Because his quarterbacks cannot play the drop-back piece. We're starting to see that go time and time and time again. And the only one clear step where he was at was in the NFL. And now we're starting to see a change. That Can we see the death of the drop-back quarterback? I personally will, 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 will throw, throw, throw a flower on the grave of the drop-back quarterback. Because we know that Tom Brady is, is the only dinosaur left. But once he is gone, who's going to take up that mantle? Who's going to take up that mantle? If you really want to know, you pay close attention to tomorrow afternoon when the Ravens and the Chiefs kick off. And you will say, I'm going to miss your drop back quarterback. You gave us something great. But now, move over. There's something media. Peace. Y'all have a good time. And go blue. This thing right here is for my people's in the streets. Yes, yes, today. Yes, yes, today. You know, as we start this show, this one might be. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.